Hi guys, welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your hosts Zahar and Lucas. We're back um, for another podcast, I guess. I don't know. Um, and we have a lot to talk about, so let's just jump right in. Uh, can I bring our first topic to discussion? Sure, bring it up. We here at, at Gen Z, we like to, uh, we are farthest from any broadcaster, or any professional podcaster, as I guess you could tell. However, we feel it appropriate to uh, tell people when they have said something that isn't right. So I would like to expose one Max Kellerman today for his oh, okay. I insane, had no idea. <laughs> for I his had... take on first take. And Honestly, it was glorious. To the listeners, I have n- I had no idea where this was going, but okay, continue. And I wanted to keep it that way. So, for those who don't know, I'm sure you have though. Max Kellerman went on first take as he often does, as he always does with Stephen A. Smith, and said that in terms of the four sports, nobody cares about hockey in the United States. Um, the only people who watch hockey are season ticket holders. Because that's the only people who watch it. Some, something along those lines of the only people in the United States who watch hockey are season ticket holders. Yeah. Which he is somewhat right, but somewhat very, very not right. He is right in the fact of hockey is the, you know, sixth highest sport in <laughs> in United States. That, See, that my, is a fact. my issue, like, I question that thing because I'm like, what? You know how he said that there he it's not one of the four major sports. What are the four major sports? Uh, college basketball, college football. Like that's that's what that's what they think of when they when they think of. So it's like baseball, football, basketball, college basketball, college football. You know, just sh- no, no, no. shit like that. Was he no? Wasn't he? Hmm. Because I know like the top three would be uh, MLB, like baseball. Uh, basketball and football but what would be the fourth one not college related what would be the fourth one that would like take over that that's my like that was my thing with the whole thing me too and i don't actually know either but i think it's because they they see like those college sports as those as part of the major sports yes but you can't really but it's the same category it's basketball Mm -hmm. and that's what to me makes it a very ill-advised take yes but like i don't understand like what where he's coming from or like what he's trying to like say with like i don't understand like the whole take of that is just so boggling to me and like i don't understand what other what's the other sport it can't be soccer because soccer isn't that big in america i'm assuming hockey's bigger than Soccer in America, no? Hockey's, okay, and especially, like, MLS. Like, yeah, MLS, yeah. That's the only – like, hockey, I'm sorry. It's probably bigger than MLS. Now, I I sent a tweet to someone who runs a, uh, a podcast in New York City who I have tweeted at a bunch of times. Uh, his name is uh, Nick Diaz. He's, uh, he's very good friends with a very successful YouTuber named Joe Sanigato who uh, now has his own podcast called Veterans Minimum, which he does a bunch of football and uh, basketball and UFC. That might, be, that might be the other sport, I guess, is UFC. 
Yeah, but I, I don't know if you can talk about it as a sport on the national level. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, continue, whatever. So I sent him a tweet along those lines, and I, for the life of me, can't find it, but I'll, I'll paraphrase for it. He, so I said, do you agree with Max Kellerman's take of how hockey is, you know, not perceived in the States and only watched by season ticket holders, and it's not, it's not, not a top sport? He said something to me that was very, that was very interesting. How he personally finds hockey to be the most entertaining when watching it in the stands. He said it's right up there with. He said it's my second favorite behind the, behind the UFC of watching it in the stands and finding it that entertaining. Yeah, which I fully agree with because certain hockey games can be entertaining as hell, especially in the stands. Yeah. He. Then, then said something along the lines of, "I think the the NHL does a horrible job of marketing towards towards certain markets, and that I have to agree with." And he says, "How all big playoff games in the in that are broadcast in the states? So big playoff games here, Canadian team or non-Canadian team, every single every single big sports station has it. Yeah, TSN, Sportsnet, yeah, yeah. fucking you know." Like sometimes, sometimes CTV will have it as a bell, as a bell station, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think he said something along the lines of all big, big NHL playoff games are only on NBC sports and not okay. on the big NBC platform. They're only on the NBC sports network. Oh, and, okay. and sometimes they're on channels that he can't even watch. True. Yeah. So, that makes sense. But it's then, not that people don't watch or people don't want to watch. It's the NHL's fault of, of not marketing it in, sp- yeah. in sp- specific channels. Yeah. And I think that that's going to change with the whole new um, broadcasting deal that's coming yes. to the States uh, next year or the year after that. Some, something along those lines. Like, if ESPN gets their rights back to hockey, you're going to be seeing Max Kellerman talking about a lot of hockey if they get their rights back. So you, th- you, you think it will go to ESPN? I don't know. Like, I, honestly, I don't know what, like, what is it? What are like the choices? Like, I don't know the choices or the channels. Oh, Jesus. Like, okay. It would be like, I'm thinking of like the big football stations, like, and like there's NBC, there's Fox, but I don't think Fox will be watch- watching hockey. Yeah. Like if it goes back, to, it wouldn't surprise me if it went back to ESPN. Yeah. It would not surprise yeah. me if it went back to ESPN. Cause that was, that was a big, that was a big partner for a long time. And then NBC came in. Yeah, and I don't think NBC like, uh, like did what it could have done with like expanding the sport in the states and presenting it as like a alternative to other sports. And another thing that that NBC always does, whenever it's the big NBC, like NBC, whatever, whatever, it's always like Chicago versus this team, Pittsburgh yeah. versus you know, they would never show, they would never show those small markets that have that have really big, really good teams. They would never show Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, they yeah. would never show, uh, you know, Dallas. It kind of it kind of sounds hard to be a hockey fan in the states, and that kind of sucks. Kind of does. Like I'm sure. See, if you're local, like you'll yeah. get your local games. Yeah. yeah like yeah. if you live in Dallas, you'll get a star. You'll get the Stars games. But if you're if you're a fan of a team of of a city that you don't live in, you're not going to see them all the time. Yeah, exactly. No, that sounds like a lot of work to, like, just... Even if you're a fan of, like, just outside of your, like, state, it's going to be hard for you to watch the game. And that right right there is the issue. You should be able to watch the game from any, like, anywhere in the country. 
I mean, there is Game Center. There is, there is certain yeah, like streaming services. Yeah, that's true. But and that's another thing that upsets me as well. Online streaming services do not count towards ratings. Which, like, um, I don't know. It's never made sense to me. Um, this is like um, Tim and Sid talked about this. I think that's them. But um, in Europe, what they did was they count streaming services as regular views as if they're watching TV. Which they should, because that's the world we live in. Yeah, and then that therefore they have more viewership because because of those streaming services they can uh, get more money for their broadcasts and therefore they can actually like show the like sports teams or whatever that people are watching and there is a market for them. Hundred percent. Because that's that's the issue with Canada and America, where in Europe or England they've already like transferred that over a couple of years back, where. Um, where all the ratings, if you watch somewhere, uh, it counts as a view. Mm-hmm. Not, doesn't matter if it's TV or streaming service or all this other like other options. And that's that's how it should be. In yeah. uh, that's how it should be here, but it's not. And that to me has never made sense because I remember I remember first hearing about this about how it, it doesn't count in like 2015, and still thinking it was weird then. And it's the same way now, and we've advanced so much more in technology and how much we how much we we need the internet and how much we need technology, and how we consume is how we consume sports right now is so much different. Yeah, so no, much different I, than how we did it even five ten years ago. The only re- the only way it's going to change is if the Canadian like uh, government, I think it it depends on the government, but like the TV broadcasting thing starts to recognize that streaming like streaming uh broadcasts mm-hmm. count as a view and i think it's a system overhaul that has to happen with the tv program in canada and or in the states mm-hmm. and because they they make so much money off like the other stuff i don't think that's going to happen and it's going to take a while before they actually start. that that should have happened 10 years ago but it just didn't oh 100% and we're stuck in the in this weird like gray zone where Half the viewership comes from streaming services, but no one is counting that as a, as like, a view. Like Sportsnet now. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess. See, I, I'm going to think that might be a little different because because it's the Sportsnet. It might be – that might count because it's under the Sportsnet brand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, if it counts or not. But if it if – if it doesn't if it doesn't then that it, 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 that doesn't it, make sense it might not count because they're providing the app and the stream mm. like sports itself is providing the app and the stream because i think how they count it is they go through the tv broadcasters so like they go through bell or rogers and then that's how they count like how much people are watching yeah it's it's so it's something that we have to change definitely yeah that that's one issue that I have to change. All right, so Max Kellerman, you're an idiot. I'm not. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'm 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 just I'm not the biggest fan of Max Max Kellerman because he just kind of seems. I love Stephen A. Smith, but Max Kellerman is always just like the. It's it's the funniest thing where you like Stephen A. Smith will go off and go off and go off, and then there's just Max Kellerman. Well, uh, who knows? I don't know. Who knows, Stephen A. And it's just yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, 
one thing I don't like about Stephen A. Smith is he always shits on people, and as like as a fat, you don't really like. It kind of hurts when he's like just shitting on every like he shits on a lot of players, and that's how he made his career. But like that's I I don't really like about that about uh, Stephen A. Smith. Like he's entertaining and everything, but that's the one thing I don't like about him. And back to the whole dude. Sid Sid Sixero shits on players too. Yes, I understand, but like, okay, so I went down the uh, Joe Rogan rabbit hole mm-hmm. of podcasts and stuff, and then I saw hit. I don't know if you knew about like the whole UFC and Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith thing. I don't. Okay, so basically, Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith were uh, on the uh, on the broadcast after uh, McGregor fought uh, Cowboy. God damn it, was Cowboy Cerrone. Cowboy Cerrone, yeah. And Stephen A. Smith was like, to, like after the fight, he's like, Cowboy Cerrone looked like he gave up. He can't step up to the big moments. And then he just basically shit on Cowboy Cerrone. And yeah, I've hung with that too. And for context, Cowboy Cerrone has the most knockouts, has the most fights, has the most wins in the UFC as a current fighter. And Joe Rogan was like, why would you shit on one of the best fighters in the in the like in the UFC. I don't know if it's a franchise but in the UFC and he just he, Joe Rogan was just saying that uh, Stephen A. Smith just doesn't know what the UFC is and like the whole I like the whole prepar- the, everything that goes into a fight and what emotional impact it has on the pl- uh, on the fighter because it's not like losing a basketball game it's different like in a mm-hmm. basketball game, you have a, a bunch of other players. You lose as a team. But in UFC, it's very bare. You're just by yourself. It's all about you. And confidence goes a long way with winning a game. So, And then he's like – and then he had a back and forth with Stephen A. Smith. They were, like, responding back and forth. But um, he had nothing against Stephen A. Smith as a person. He just had an issue with him when it came to broadcasting UFCs. And that's just mm-hmm. – I, I think he should – that's how he made his career, and good for him. I bet he's a nice he guy. Makes, but he makes a million. He makes millions of dollars. Like I can't. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't. I can't be like, oh, you suck. You don't know what you're doing when he when he's the most when he's the highest paid broadcaster in the world. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just saying that about like Stephen Smith. But one more thing right. I wanted to say about the streaming thing is that now that the MLS is back, I'm probably gonna buy the um, like two months of the TSN now TSN. I think the it's, TSN it's some, streaming yeah, yeah. service, um, TSN TV or something like that, the, just to watch the MLS games because why not? And I'll be done with that. And I don't think my views are going to count, but hopefully they do. So, yeah, it's going to be – it's coming in, like, it's, yeah, less than a month because it said the, the June 8th – or, sorry, July 8th and today is June 10th. Yeah. <sighs> God bless you. Thank you. Um, All right, okay, what's our next so, thing? Uh, there's a couple of things we want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about, do you want to talk? Yeah. Let's talk about the hockey diversity Alliance. Um, so, uh, so here, one second. Um, so the hockey diversity Alliance is an independent is independent of the NHL hopes to work productively with the league to effectively change. Um, sorry. To basically, like, effectively change, like, diversity Here, in, in the sport? 
Yeah. So our mission is to uh, eradicate racism and intolerance in hockey. We will strive to be a force for positive change, not only within our game of hockey, but uh, also within our society. Although we will uh, we will be independent of the NHL, we hope that we can work productively with the league to accomplish this important change. Um, we will promote diversity at all levels of the game through community outreach, engagement with you, and endeavor to make the game more affordable and accessible. We will also focus on educating the hockey community about racism issues confronting, uh, yeah, issues confronting the sport while uh, advocating for acceptance and equality. We will partner with charitable uh, sponsors and we will be launching a charitable division in the coming weeks to assist us in achieving our objectives. Um, yeah, so it's basically uh, in the creation of our alliance, we will we are confident we can inspire a new generation of hockey players and fans. We are hopeful that anyone who puts on the skates or sits in the stands will do so without worrying about race, gender, social economic background, and will be will be able to express their culture, identity, values, personality without fears of retribution. Uh, we are united in that effort and promise to work tirelessly to bring um, to bring change to the sport, our sport, and society and society needs. Um, so here, a couple of people. So the co-heads is Akima Olu and Evander Kane, uh, which also, and then executive committee includes Trevor Daly, Matt Dumba, Wayne Simmons, Chris St Stewart, and Joel. Joel Ward. Joel yeah. Ward. So, yeah. Um, I think that's a. Uh, I think it's a great. Uh, I, I think it's great, and it will be a a great thing for these players who want to be a part of this, and I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, and there is there there has been something along those lines. Uh, in a different in a different way, uh, I heard from uh, I think during during the season, Bobby. Remember when Bobby Ryan had his like leave of absence? Yeah. I there was some sort of uh, organization as well. I can't remember what it's called that he went to. That's sort of that's sort of intertwined with the NHL about uh, dealing with alcohol abuse and and uh, and, and uh, yeah. substance abuse. And I think this is a great thing for these NHL players to come together in a safe environment where they can all uh, where they can all join and not feel alone and feel that there are people people for them and it's a it's a great thing for the league to be oh sorry it's a great thing for for these players to make make this for them and uh, I hope it helps everyone uh, one more thing about like race and just in inclusivity. Uh, uh, Tavares said he's had conversation with Kyle Ocopozo. Ocopozo, yeah. Play for? Uh, he played with Tavares on the Islanders for a really long oh, time. Okay. But and, I think now he plays for the Sabres. Okay. And is trying to connect with PK Subban in an attempt to learn and educate himself as best he can and try to. Uh, and to try and make the game more inclusive. So our captain's uh, working. He's putting out like effort to try to change stuff. And that's our yeah. captain. 
so on yeah so i'm i'm really happy that they're putting this together and like we'll they haven't really done anything so we'll see how what like what their plans are for the future and i think we'll keep keep you guys updated and just have an uh keep an eye on the whole um the whole situation around the whole race and inclusivity thing uh going um on that note uh continuing with the john Tavares. um today john Tavares announced the john Tavares foundation focused on creating opportunity and programming for a future filled with uh, possibility for children and communities so he launched um, i didn't even know that i didn't even know this happened so uh keep going uh, we are incredibly proud, uh, this is from the John Tavares Foundation. Uh, we are incredibly proud to launch the John Tavares Foundation, incur encouraging families to savor their experiences and each other by discovering different ways to be mindful, active, healthy, and together turning these moments into lifelong memories. That's fantastic. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that this was that this was a thing. But I'm. Uh, I think that's a fantastic thing, and yeah, so it makes they're... it makes me feel so great that that's my captain. How he's standing up for something and taking his stand, which is something that not a lot of NHL players do. And he's taking a stand and he's trying to make the world a better place and trying to make hockey a safer environment. And there's nothing more that I want in this game. Uh, by championing the idea of wellness and equality as a right, not a privilege. We will help create a movement that teaches kids the importance of healthy living, practicing inclusivity, and creating mindful uh, connections. So basically, they're just going to help basically bring the community together, show that you don't, you don't have to have privilege, or you don't have to be privileged to be able to be part of the hockey community and be healthy and just be part of a community, I guess. Sorry for repeating myself, but yeah. Uh, like I said, fantastic, Su super, super happy. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't express how happy I am that he's taking a stand on uh, and, and creating something that he believes in yeah. and speaking out and because not a lot of hockey players do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just like some things to talk, just we can't really talk about this stuff, but just some points, uh, news. Uh, Jeff Carter underwent successful surgery on Thursday to repair a poor muscle injury. Uh, he will begin his rehabilitation process as is expect and is expected to be fully recovered next season. Jeff Carter is the LA Kings player and next season is, I guess, December. So that's like uh, less than six months or six months yeah it's about six months where are you, so you finding this where are you finding this dude I, I get like you're finding all the stuff that i never even knew happened uh um, so so did you say a hip was that was that jeff no, carter core, core, yeah jeff carter uh core muscle core? injury so like his abs or something yeah his abs okay um uh, all right yeah i just uh, we, i didn't well yeah, it's uh see this is the perfect time for players Sorry, my mic fell. Uh, this is the perfect time for players to uh, rehab injuries that they've had and get get surgeries on it. And for players like like Jeff Carter, like the Kings, like because the Kings aren't in this 2014 format. Yeah. Uh, for players like Jeff Carter, uh, who won't even play until next season, get get your surgery, get get healthy, and that's what the off the off season is so important for those types of things of just you know 
after after surgery and rehabilitation like uh like with uh zach hyman zach hyman is zach hyman was the nomination for the Leafs for the master channel award because of how yeah how amazing he how amazing he was after his acl surgery but okay so what is the award for though bill masterton award is for a player a player that overcomes adversity and and like comes back with comes back and and uh and plays really well uh one an example is uh so this is my example in 2005 sorry 2006 phil castle won it because he the previous year survived survived cancer and came back and and played for the bruins and cancer he did i did not know that Yes, yeah, so he, he had he had cancer, uh, overcame overcame the cancer, and he came back the next year and played amazingly well because he's Phil Castle, and won the Bill Masterton Award. Uh, and last year the winner was Robin Lehner for coming back after having a yeah. after rehabbing from uh, his drinking problem, uh, and and playing extremely well for the Islanders, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Islanders. And I think that this year, Bobby Ryan's going to win it for a similar... Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that, like, Zach Hyman is great, and he came back with thing, but I think Bobby Ryan just deserves it because of what he had to go through and that comeback game where he scored five points, I think, or he had a hat trick. Hat-trick. And then, yeah, he had a hat trick and then, like, a couple extra points or something. So I think Bobby Ryan just should be the player that gets it because the way he, he came back and just how he was uh, received by the whole fans and everything. And I think I think he overcame a lot because I think it was alcohol abuse and a drug abuse too. Yeah. So I think that's like a double like thing that he had to overcome and uh, come back to. So, yeah. So hopefully so, he wins so, it. And, so hopefully yeah. he, went, he, he should win it. But I think it's... Yeah. I, but I was really happy for Zach Hyman because he, this yeah. guy, this guy had an amazing season and played fifty games. Yeah, yeah. He tied his career high in points and played fifty games. Yeah, and he had like a bunch of goals too. So. He had twenty goals, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Xavier. Okay, so yeah, we're really done with that. Um, do you know when the awards are gonna be like presented or like announced? I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit about the NHL awards. I never have. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Like, because they're, they're cause the the awards, most of the time, it's like, <clears throat> most of the time, the awards don't mean anything. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess um, MVP, I guess MVP means means something, but MVP is always like, we always know who's going to win MVP most most years. Yeah. McDavid or Crosby. That's your only McDavid, Crosby, Kucherov. Like, it's, it's, oh, one, yeah, of, it's Kucherov, one of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, Xavier A. Guterres has been named the new president, CEO, and alternate governor, becoming the first Latino team president and CEO in NHL history. Uh, he becomes the first... Oh, my God. It doesn't say... Oh. He became the C- CEO and new president of the uh, Coyotes. That's um, what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he announced uh, him as new president and CEO of the uh the arizona coyotes so uh we talk about you know diversity and change in the game perfect example of uh of something that's happening and i think that's a and that's another big problem that they really have in the nfl that what Uh, lack of diversity uh no it's a lack of diversity in management 
yeah, yeah. I don't think there's okay. I don't think there's like one I don't think there's one minority like my minority no owner or GM oh, owner yeah there are many minority coaches but there are barely any minority like like owners and GMs See, and that's a my, big problem that they've had I I don't know if that's a problem more I don't think that's an NFL problem I think that's a more of a systematic problem because to be an owner of a NFL team, you have to have a shitload of money. And I don't know how many minority, like minority people have that much money, like have enough money that like, are rich minorities that have enough money to like, just buy an NFL team. I see where you, I see where your point is, but they also just, but also like, they like G like even to be a GM, yeah, yeah. I, no, think, I, think just, that's, I think that's that's a big that's a big issue too. Yeah, I'm talking about GM. Uh, no, I'm talking about like owners. Yeah, um, I understand. Uh, yeah, GMs. Uh, I get like they should have more minority GMs because there've been a lot of my, uh, minority football players that have been amazing, and I'm assuming some of them have to be able or are able or are good enough and smart enough or educated enough to be able to go to the next level of being a GM. So when you talked about Bobby Ryan, I thought that that was a perfect segue to go into the Ottawa Senators. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sorry. I, need, I need to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's about all we can say about him. I did some research. He has no experience in really, he's been a seasoned executive for over 20 years. He hasn't really had any experience in sports teams. So he's just been more of like a businessman than he was um, thing, and that's his. That's kind of his job. So he does less with. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, and he does less with like as a, as the president, you do you deal less with like hockey, and you're more with business and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, good for Arizona Coyotes. Maybe they can get uh, get the sh- uh, the ship back on track. The train are they back in the playoffs? Are they in the playoffs? I think they are. I think so, but like. They traded t- for Taylor Hall, and they still sucked. So that's what I mean. They have to get back on the tracks. Okay, moving on. Um, okay, yeah, back to Bobby Ryan and um, the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators. Senators. Wow. So, Just wow is what I is what I have to say. Um, I don't remember. This happened like here. Let me check when this happened. This happened. This happened a few days ago, but. It really shows that June eighth. So two June, days ago. So that was two days ago. It shows that Ottawa Senators just keeps getting worse. Okay, so this is more about the uh, Evgeny Mal- 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 Eugene Melnick? Melnick. Eugene Melnick. Sorry, I was reading in Ukrainian uh, because that's a Ukrainian name. So sorry, uh, Eugene Melnick. Um, it shows more about that him. Than it does, and I, I, I'm still surprised that the NHL hasn't done anything to like force him to sell a team or just, just do anything so that he doesn't keep making a mess of himself, and that's been really annoying because he keeps making a mess of himself and it just See, keeps getting worse and worse. He just keeps. Is it because Ottawa's such a small market that Gary Batman's just like, who cares? Who, who cares if he messes up the team? Yes, my thing is. They have the Arizona Coyotes. That's a small market, and they still. But it's a small American market. Yeah, but like this, I don't know. They've tried like I like they've tried to find new like, um, 
new like ownership for the Arizona Coyotes and like Buffalo, let's say, but I don't understand why can't they be like, guys, does anyone buy, want anyone want to buy this? And I think that's the problem. I think no Let's one see. wants to buy the Because in yeah. a way, why would you want to? Yeah, but the, no. But I think there is a way. I, no, I think there is like someone from Quebec. I think someone like one of those investors would be happily happy to buy that team and just be able to like either move it, which sucks to say that Ottawa might lose their team. But I, I actually would, would, I would hate if the Senators moved. I would really yeah, hate it. Yeah. No, but I think there would be some. I think there is someone that would buy that team because there you could do a lot with it. They have a lot of young, good players, and they do. If they could get, because Mel, uh, uh, Eugene, Eugene, I was gonna say okay again, uh, Eugene, because uh, he messed up the whole downtown arena thing. If they had a downtown arena, this would be a whole other discussion. But he kept messing it up. Cause he he any time that he gets some sort of traction, he messes it up completely. Yeah, and like, what are you supposed to do with this guy? Like, and, and he said he's. We've been talking about this. Teams. We've been talking about this for years. Like, and especially the last three years in general. How like we're just like, what's going on with Eugene? Eugene, what yeah. are you doing? Eugene, what no, are you no. doing? And every single time that, like I said, every time he takes a step up the hill, he takes three steps back. Yeah. And oh uh, he, he oh it's so God, I love how the Sens are in are in the same conference or sorry, same division. But every every time we talk about this guy, every single time we're just like, I can't believe he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain what happened before we so, or... so what happened was the the, the senators had the Ottawa Senators Foundation, like some sort of charity that was that was some. It was a charity labeled with the Ottawa Senators brand or the Ottawa Senators yeah. team, and this charity now wants to leave the Ottawa Senators and left the Ottawa Senators and parted parted ways. So an Ottawa Senators charity has left the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, Ottawa can't even keep Ottawa can't keep anyone in their in their city. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, been the biggest some... problem is how they can't keep their star players. Now they can't keep anything. Yeah, okay. So here's some background. So the the reason why they left was because uh, Eugene Melnick wanted more control over where the charity spends its money. And the charity was like, no... Because we have our sources and, um, like, we have our job, which is to, like, to give to local areas that will, um, or local, like, groups that, like, that need help from us. And uh, Eugene wanted to give it to uh, organ donation awareness. Okay? You, you following? See that that makes sense because Eugene actually, uh, Eugene actually had a, a I can't believe I I can't remember which one but he had an organ that was failing and he had an an anonymous person send him send him uh I think it was a liver I, I sent him a liver transplant transplant yeah. an anonymous person sent him a liver transplant and I think that's what, what this whole thing what the whole thing is about I guess but I don't know um 
but um, so this whole problem with Eugene is that he's way, he's been too hands on for everything involving with the Ottawa Senators because yeah. I get it that it's his baby, but he's so hands on in every scenario, and he's so hands on to the point where he is telling charities that charities that he's a part of that they're not spending their money in a, in a, in a correct manner. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's whole, a whole other issue of the Oregon Project, the Oregon Project, uh, which is a private foundation that he started in Toronto, which, like, he said he'd donate $100,000, but no no money was donated. And, like, there's um, if you want to, like, read the whole situation. Like, it's a it's, great story. It's such a messy one, and just there's so much layers to it that, like, it's kind of hard for me to explain. and. I, we should be doing a better job, but if you want to check it out, it's, uh, it's Ottawa's son, uh, Rick Gibson. Uh, Melnick's tussle with a Sens Foundation could be a messy one. So if you a, want to go a, there, check it out. And um, it's a fantastic um, story that's that's, yeah. that's happening. It's a fantastic like, I guess thing that's that's been happening. That's just destroying it's just destroying eugene melnick and it's the problem that people have been saying about eugene melnick forever is that he has to have some sort of hand thing to do with the ottawa senators yeah whether it's whether it's that stupid video that he made with mark mark borvietsky years ago which was one of the biggest train wrecks i've ever seen in my life yeah, where he, where he and Mark Borietsky made a Twitter video from the Ottawa Senators Twitter, a seven-minute-long preseason video talking about what's gonna what's gonna happen. Yeah, and in this in this video, he's wearing an Ottawa Senators jersey that is five years too old. Wasn't it fake also, or was there something else? I don't it's like. I don't know. Something... If it, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was fake, but it was. It wasn't a. It was a five-year-old senator's jersey. Yeah, and that video was the biggest tire fire I had ever seen in my life. Like, from, yeah, like I don't know. The Ottawa Senators from him are, literally from from him pissing off the greatest player the Senators have ever ever had. From him, basically trading away their greatest uh, the best defense they've had ever had for pennies on the dollar, which. By the grace of God, turned into something that was amazing, which was their, which is the San Jose first round pick. Yeah. And by the grace of God, it turned into something. Yeah. By the own, by the Sharks' own stupidity, it turned into yeah. something. See, and but you can't. Yeah. His fingerprints are on any anything that has to do with with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Um. I don't know. He has. Like, I'm still surprised that. Um, that like I just just all this chaos alone. I'm surprised that um, the uh, Gary Batman hasn't done anything. Like just either like putting a statement out or just like privately telling him to like get his shit together, which I think he did. But Eugene Melnick is like, I th- nope, no, I'm not doing I think that. I think if he did, I think if Gary Batman did, we would know because Eugene would say to some some Ottawa reporter, Gary took. T- Gary is threatening me. Yeah, Gary's threatening Gary me. Gary is threatening me. Yeah. No, and I don't know. G- Gary, Gary should have done this 
a while ago, but I don't think Gary's Gary's talked to him on that on that sort of topic. And if he did, we would know because Eugene loves to tell. He loves Probably, to tell. Probably, yeah. All. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. But th- me, I was thinking more of like, uh, Gary Bettman would like tell him to not tell anyone. And actually, no, he would have probably said something. Never mind. That's like hundred percent. He would have said something because Eugene yeah. only cares about Eugene. That's that's yeah, exactly. And no, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't Gary There's... have the power to be like Eugene? You're out of here. Yeah, I think he. No, uh, I don't know. I don't know how the, whole, the NBA because Adam work. Silver did that. Adam Silver did that to a to the Clippers owner who not the Clippers owner now, but the Clippers owner before him. He yeah. he that owner it was some sort of uh like he's it was some sort of you know misogynistic he was saying some sort of misogynistic comments or some sort of misogynistic tweets and or and something and adam silver literally just got him out of there he was one of the most powerful owners in the nba and adam silver got him out in two seconds yeah i don't know so i don't know how the whole i don't know how gary can't get one of the one one of the most one of the littlest market, the owner of the littlest market in your league, yeah. and just kick him out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I'm surprised, like, I think if they would have kicked it, kicked him out, like, let's say a year ago, a lot of things could have changed, and they could have probably had a new hockey arena in downtown and had a new entertainment district. But they didn't do They're, it. The Ottawa Senators are an hour out of Ottawa. Yes, I know. Like, I have it's, a friend who lives in Ottawa. the craziest thing in the world. He lives in Ottawa. He lives beside the stadium. And he says that I'm still, like, he's always shocked why they're called Ottawa Senators if they're not in Ottawa. They're the Canada Senators. Yeah. And they have been yeah. since God knows how long. Okay. So, um, I think we're done roasting the Ottawa Senators. Um, I love roasting uh, the Ottawa Senators. Um, so the NHL and the NHL Players Association have put uh, finishing touches on the format uh, agreement announced last week. Among uh, open issues resolved were both sides have agreed to a best of seven in all four uh, playoff brackets, best of five in playing round, and teams will be reseeding um, after each round, not brackets. Thank God Thank it's God. not brackets. Thank God it's not brackets. Thank you to the NHL. Gary, the I just, Gary, I just, I just roasted you a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm giving you claps. Nice ASMR yeah. right here. Um, we don't have to play Boston. At, uh, at, we, we, we might, we might. You don't know. We might. Okay, we might. But there's a low chance. There's a low chance that we that we will play, play first Boston. round. First round. No, second. Yeah, first round. I, I yeah, first but round. But see. People keep talking. Okay, people shouldn't be talking about this. Okay, I'm okay. Now it's now it's Leafs time. Okay, people shouldn't talk about this as oh, when the Leafs beat the Blue Jackets, we'll we'll figure it out from there. Blue yeah. Jackets are a hard team. They're they're not a team that we should be taking lightly. Uh, yeah, I understand that, but I'm just saying as previous years we were doomed to first Boston. Now we yeah. have a chance of not play, playing Boston until the third round. I, I, and I, and I'm I'm happy about that. That, that makes yeah. that makes more sense. But I think I think Leaf fans should should feel a little bit more intimidated by the Blue Jackets instead of just thinking, oh, you know, once uh, once we finish the Blue Jackets series, we'll 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 we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, they should be they should be intimidated by the team, and because Blue Jackets, they're they're going to get Seth Jones back. Like like it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a it, it it will be a fight. I think the Leafs are a better team, definitely. 
but John Tortorella, John Tortorella has a way of making pesky pieces of shit teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I understand that, but but we're the Leafs. <laughs> I think we got this. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it's because the the Leafs are so offensively gifted, while the while the Blue Jackets are so defensively defensively sound. Yeah. Because of, and that's just John Tortorella's style, and that's that's fine. But but it, it's it's something that I, the Leafs the Leafs will win. I have I have faith, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. Now. I, in a way, wish that Nazem Kadri was on this team for one reason. One reason. Could you imagine the funniest thing in the world of Nazem Kadri being some sort of a pest and all of a sudden you just see John Tortorella yelling at the referees being like, did you see what that, that guy did? Yeah. Would there that, be, that would be anything more funny to see? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty good. But that'd be the again, greatest thing in the world. I think we have our couple pests. We have like... Um, Kerfoot's a bit of an ass. Kerfoot's definitely a bit of an ass. Yeah, Kerfoot, Kapanen. Um, who's the guy that we Even brought Dermot, from? Dermot can be a bit of a Dermot can be a bit of an ass. Uh, yeah. Uh, guy from guy from the Kings. Yeah. I, I'm losing. Uh, F- Fraser? No. No. Uh, it's it's something with a C. Something with a C. Okay. Well, we'll fig- we'll, we'll we'll find I'll it. I'll Google it. Just one second. Um. Yeah. Kyle so Clifford. I think. Oh yeah, Kyle Clifford. Kyle Clifford. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Clifford will will get on will get on John Torrell's skin, and I will. Yeah, and I exactly. Will laugh. So like, I think we have like um, we have players that could like be pests pests and give them a hard time. It's gonna be fun to see because I see this going two ways. One, we the Leafs have a hard time and have to fight for every single goal they score. Or it's going to be a beginning of season where it's going to be like seven five every single game. And that, no, nothing would make me more happier than to just see fucking six five seven eight overtime games. Yeah. Oh it's my god! Be fun to watch. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And Shell yeah. keeps going to be like, bro, look at this. Yeah. Isn't this amazing? Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot's going to depend on goaltending, and because we have Jack uh, yes, Campbell, definitely because they. The uh, the Blue Jackets don't really have good goaltending, so or they have good goaltending, but they don't have. Um, See, they had a they guy. They had a proven. guy that came in. The guy they had a guy that come in. It was it was Elvis Elvis something, and he Merzak Merzak. You know you know who I'm talking about though, right? Yeah, yeah. And he came in, played actually very very good, and uh and his Corpusal. I think Corpusal is their other their other goalie, yeah. and. I don't think their goaltending their goaltending is definitely not terrible, but I think I, I definitely give the Leafs the edge, especially with a healthy and very very rested Freddie, who's bored out of his mind and yeah. just try and trying trying his best to stay in shape. And I think and I love Jack Campbell as just a backup role because yeah. every time he's he's never played Jack Campbell at least as a Leaf has never played a completely shitty terrible game where you're like oh where do, why did we get this guy he's played he's played very good in every game that he's played in yeah. And what's what's the saying of a goalie? Give your team a chance to win. He does he does that every time. Yeah, and yeah, that's and that's where and I'll I give the Leafs the edge definitely in, in goaltending, and that's where I give the Leafs the edge in the series. I give them a wide edge in in in, in offensive power, but I do yeah. give I definitely give the the edge to the Blue Jackets in defense. Yeah, but the Leafs aren't built for. Um... Defense. They're so not built for defense, which is fine. Discussion. Um, 
here. So um, something about more about the Leafs. Um, these, uh, so they were just like, I was just, I'm getting off of tweets. So this is probably like, uh, like the usual uh, Leafs reporter. So Chris, God damn it. Austin? I forgot his name. Johnston? Yeah. Oh yeah. Chris Johnson and some a couple of other reporters, but uh, these workouts are completely voluntary. So Toronto's high degree of involvement is entirely player driven. It's partly partly a reflection of the number of guys who haul from the area. A list that includes Tavares, Mitch Marner, Zach Hyman, Jack Muzzin, Jason Spezza, Travis uh, Dermott, and others. Uh, but also that. Uh, belief within the group that this extra time together represents the opportunity. So basically they're just talking about like how a lot of players are coming back to getting involved and uh, starting to work out together. Uh, and the Leafs have I think, jumped. I, 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 I try to get, I try not to get excited, but when I see them on the ice, it gets me excited. Yeah. Uh, the Leafs have jumped into phase two more enthusiastically than any of the other 23 teams, uh, uh, 23 NHL teams, and currently on standby for summer playoff tournament. Uh, they expect to see these 20 or uh, of their own players pass through practice facilities within the first week, uh, including some like uh, William Nylander, Kasperi Kapanen, and Jack Campbell, who have already observed 14-day quarantine after returning from the States. Uh, and there's one more thing I wanted to read because they were like also, already... You said, you said Jack Muzzin, not Jake Muzzin. <laughs> oh, sorry. But just hear, hearing that players are hitting the ice is like, I think the Leafs and the Oilers were the only players that, that actually hit the ice. Yeah. But hearing um, just hearing that they've, hit, that they've hit the ice is really positive and really nice really nice to hear and it's just it's getting me way too excited and i i honestly think this might be the this this cup final whatever it's going to be called might be the the one that's most earned because of how much turmoil these teams are going to these teams are going to take you're going to get all your players are going to be healthy going into this thing and then after like two rounds just the injuries are going to pile up because everyone's going to be so flat yeah. Uh, one second. Uh, John John Tavares also stated that he um, he um, he uh, tapes his sticks at home to save time. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Um, and he's been practicing. Okay, so John Tavares is on the rink, rink, or he was on the rink. Says his teammates are Ilya Mikheyev, Jack Muzzin, Jack Campbell, Cody Cece, and Mitch Marner will join them later in the thing. And then there was one more. Oh, and then Zach Hyman was in. Zach Hyman was in phase two, which is his small group is uh, Morgan Riley, Alex Kerford, Travis Dermott, William Nylander, and Joseph Wool. Yes, uh, I saw that. I saw that too. So it, it it's just it's awesome to see uh, just all of them all of them get get together and just get get back and get back in the, yeah. the swing of things. Uh, when do you think that they'll all be able to practice together? Uh, that's phase three. Okay. So I, I don't know because we, we're still yes. waiting on phase two. And I, I think it might be the same time. We're still waiting as... for every team to be in phase two. That's the thing. The Leafs are one yeah, of the first teams to exactly, be in phase yeah. two. So I'm thinking like end of June, maybe like 
sec last last week of June, first week of July, because that gives them like two three weeks to like get into phase two, and I think after that phase three can start, and yeah, we we can go from there. Yes, and it's it's great. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to say something before before you bring something up. I think that this this week we discovered the we just we discovered a lol team or as urinating tree likes to call it a lol cal of the week the lol cal of the week goes to a combination of the new york rangers and new york knicks oh for their half-assed response to everything that's going on in the (laughs) everything that's going on with our uh with the rallies and the and the protests because we waited for uh we waited for a while for about two weeks and they were both the last teams to do it and the rangers i don't know if the knicks put something but i know the rangers put something and it was four four lines not four not even four sentences it was four lines yeah of a screenshotted black background that was a that was just completely half-assed and and I was I was so I, it, it made no sense or okay so it wasn't a screenshotted background it is okay it's from the Madison it's from Madison Square Garden Sports so it is from the Knicks as well yeah but I I found that there their uh their response was very half-assed and not not good enough for what for what we need especially with that owned by james dolan who just seems like a terrible human being so i'm gonna i'm gonna read their their response uh everyone has a role to play in creating a more uh a more just and equal society where there's no racism bigotry violence or hate we stand with all who act for positive change now now that I now that I re- realize that doesn't come that comes from Madison Square Garden Sports that that wasn't a, a personalized message from the New York Rangers and there wasn't a personalized message from the New York Knicks and that to me is is terrible and really really upsets me how the the teams the teams did not issue their own statements of we as the New York Rangers uh yada 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 or we as the new york knicks yada 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 it was just all of madison square garden sports here's four lines and that's our that's our statement i found it was completely half-assed and they could have done something way better yeah i I agree with you completely like it's they shouldn't have done it or the way they did it was they they should have done they should have found a better way and um it's kind of disrespectful to how other teams 100% is disrespectful it's disrespectful of how other teams reacted to it and how it changed um of how sorry of how they like presented their like not statements but like just how they're presented their uh, point of view I guess or like yeah point uh, of, their statements on the issue and it's and it to me I, completely half-assed and they should have they should have done something because we kept what what happened with people were giving I remember people were giving the Bruins people were giving the Bruins a bit of shit because they were taking a while they took a while 
and made this amazing statement, you know, and it was, it, it was completely, completely the right thing to say. Yeah. And they, and their, their statement was, their statement was everything you needed to hear. We waited <laughs> for both New York teams, the Rangers and Knicks, for a couple weeks. And they yeah. came out with that. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I, I, I hope, I don't know, you, I don't know if you know this. You might not know this. I am one degree removed from a New York Knicks player. Hell. So I went to elementary school with a player who was on the Knicks. You, you want to say the name? Cause I, I don't so know. we all, we all grew up with, we all grew up with calling him Iggy. But uh, his name, his name is uh, Ignis uh, Brasdikis, uh, and it's and that's why I I keep seeing all these all these things from the Knicks, and just being like, God, I'm so I'm so not I'm so not a fan of what they do. But like I've I have someone who I know who's there, and in a way, I'm like, God, I hope that he's I hope that he's like. I hope that he's kind of frustrated with it too, because I would be if I was if I was him. Yeah, I don't know. Like what they're doing they, or what they how they present the whole situation and just how they uh, like not confronted the situation, but how they just um, I'm I'm like missing the word for it, but how they just how they handled, presented it, handled the situation. There we go. How they handled the whole situation is wrong. Like I mm-hmm. don't really know what we can say. Like. What it's they not did that, is wrong. No, what they did was wrong, and that's I know that's all that we could say. But we have to. But what I'm saying is, 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 is think think of what they did. Like they, they, they said nothing. They that's said the nothing issue. for. They said nothing forever, and then came out with some bullshit. Uh, no, I don't want to say it's bullshit, but some half-assed response that <laughs> that should have been so much more. I, I like it's so much of like the longer you wait, the more that your the more that your statement should be, meaning like yeah, the more, n- not the longer your statement sh- your statement could be, but like the more, I guess the the better your statement should be because yeah. if for you waiting longer, you should for for you waiting longer, you should make the point better. Yeah, or you should have a, a more well stated statement if well thought sense. out statement yeah thought out statement um yeah i i just i, I needed i needed to i needed to point that out because it was terrible I, and i i uh, it, it was it was so i was so now that i really think about it i'm so i was so upset to see it i was so upset to see that yeah that's what all the fuss was about um one thing that like in this episode we talked about a lot is about things that happened like a while back that we just now decided to talk about which is kind of funny um but here are some like uh, I have a couple like things that we we can talk about, but it's not like we can't really discuss it in length. Um, Matthews states he has made the switch to pouring milk first than cereal. He's a psychopath. He's a yeah. psychopath. Um, our our savior is an absolute psychopath. Never pour milk first. I don't know. I saw this somewhere on Twitter. I, I thought there. it was funny. I thought it was funny too. But uh, I sorry, people, funny people who pour milk first, you're, you're Patrick Bateman. You are an absolute, you are an absolute psychopath. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, it's just what Leafs fans like get like get informed about is kind of funny about like it's so like, funny. No other team would ever say this, but it's because Leafs, every time them. we see that they're, it's like, oh my god, they do a human being thing. They're so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's um, so funny about it. So I wanted to give your opinion on this. The NBA is report. This is the NBA is reportingly um, considering using NBA 2K game sounds for crowd noises. Um. So do you think, my question is like, do you think they should do that, but like for the NHL from the game? For the NHL? Yeah. Well, uh, there's there's something that EA Sports, I'm a little, I, I, I barely play NHL games anymore. But I mean, sh- sure, why not? Because I would want it to be. I would only want it to be for like big goals, you know. Like, if, like, yeah. like I would want it to be for goals. Yeah. And, but if 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 it's a but but for certain goals, if if the, if it's like oh you're down six one and you scored a goal to make it six two, I don't need the whole oh you know, <laughs> like I don't I don't I wouldn't need it for that. But sure, why not? Why not? Um. Try, try, try something, and that's and yeah, that's what we've been no, saying. It's, try I, something. I think, I think they're gonna have to make some sound on TV because I've I watched ho- soccer without like any audio sound from like the fans or something. It and sounds swearing. It's so weird. It's it's so unnatural and just so weird. And I'm I'm not a fan of the whole, um, the whole like no Empty fans stadiums. thing. But Empty they have to do it. It's the sad thing. Yeah, is that they yeah, have to I do know, it. I know, I know. Um, okay, so I think we're done on my notes. One more thing, because I want to make this um, a third week in a row, because third time's a charm. Let's oh. shit on the Buffalo or Buffalo Sabres again. Oh, God. So I, I found right. the tweet from last week that I was talking about and saying that Jack Eichel got everything he wanted. So let me read the tweet. So this okay. is from Nathan Marlowe, Marlo, but like, Mar- not Marlowe as in. Patrick Marlowe? Yeah. Nate Marlowe, M-A-R-L-O-W-E. Jack Eichel got the GM he wanted. Can you agree with that statement? No. No? Okay. Uh, Jack Eichel got the head coach he wanted. Can you agree with that statement? Mm, uh, I don't really... See, uh, you know, I I can agree with that because Jack Eichel says he likes his coach. Jack Jack Eichel got the team he wanted. No, he didn't. No? Okay. Uh, Jack Eichel got the captaincy he wanted. Yes. Got the contract he wanted. Yes. And this final point on this tweet is, Jack Eichel got everything he wanted, but never blames himself when he continues to lose. He in no way got the GM that he wanted. I don't understand that take of he because because when Jason Botterill became the GM, Jack Eichel was still like, I'm pretty sure he was still like in his like on his rookie contract. Yeah, he was. So the fact that that they said he got the GM he wanted, I don't agree with that at all because because I don't think that he was like, oh, you know who we need? You know who? Hey, Terry, my friend. Hey, Terry Pagula. Hey, Terry Pagula. You know who we need? We need a guy. We need Jason Botterill from the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's who we need. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Because what's I, – I know – I get that Jack Eichel might have had a say, but 
I don't think he gets the say of who Terry Bagula hires. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this tweet came off. I don't know if this is shitting on the uh, Brewer, Boston, uh, on the Buffalo, Buffalo, but this came comes off as if Jack Eichel is LeBron James, and he he's can just, not. He he can just be like, I want this player, this player, this player. I want that head coach. I want that GM. I don't. He yeah. Basically, just I, runs the whole team, and I don't. I disagree with that. But see, I think he is. I don't. More I don't t- think he had any say. I don't think he had a say in Jason Botterill's hiring because he was. I don't even think he was captain yet when he got when he when yeah, he got I, hired. I understand that, but like to some degree, it is kind of his fault. How is it his fault that Jason Botterill is getting fucking third, a second line defenseman that he's scratching every night? Yeah, that's. A- like he got i don't think he and then he didn't get the team he wanted jason botterill made a team for him that he is like what am i supposed to do okay you got me jeff skinner and jeff skinner's going 30 points a night for nine million dollars no I, no yeah, okay i don't agree with it i don't i, I don't agree with that i just, I just want to hear your reaction to the tweet so i just i don't i don't agree with that take i do think that jack so i don't think jack eichel is the is a perfect human being he definitely yeah. might have he might have some he he could have some issue he could be a, a, an issue however it's not like they're building a Stanley Cup caliber team around him that's yeah that's a good point and also every single buffalo sabers fan loves jack eichel there's no there's no sabers fan that goes fuck you know like you know he's really the problem here it's really jack eichel that's the problem no yeah. sabers fan says that um, so one more thing, just, um, I just want to tell everyone, cause I don't know, cause this is a, this is a hockey podcast, but it's, um, it's more, I don't know if it's more sports based, but, um, the MLS is back with a tournament, um, July 8th to August 11th. Um, it's going to, it's going to, all 26 teams are going to participate and the tournament. Yeah. And it's going to be a Disney uh, World. Yeah, it's, no, it's going to be a uh, ESPN Worldwide Wide World of Sports um, facility or complex. So that's where they're going to be ho- 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 holding, holding, uh, holding, holding the, holding the, um, the, the NBA, tournament. the NBA tournament too. So it's going to be there, and yeah. So LeBron um, James is going to win an NBA championship at Disney World. Yeah. Isn't that every kid's dream? Actually, who knows? Because I'm saying Leafs. Uh, no, not Leafs. Uh, Raptors. Raptors repeat. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I will be. Repeat, I, but... I will think that I, I do think it will be a fantastic uh, Clippers, Lakers, Western Conference final. Apparently, like I was reading somewhere, like someone was tweeting it that they're gonna make it so that the Clippers somehow end up in the Eastern Conference, so that it's gonna be Lakers, Clippers in the finals. Oh fuck off! That's just extending the goalposts. That's making yes, the rim bigger. Yeah, um, and I think that's unfair for the Raptors. That's unfair for every team in the East. That's unfair for yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I can't wait for the MLS. Um, like it's gonna be like the World Cup basically, but for the MLS league, it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, I can't wait. There's gonna be three games per day, 
which I don't understand why they're making the games at 8 a.m., which is really interesting, or 9 a.m. Because they need, to fit, they need to fit it in, in a certain schedule. Like, that's, yeah, they need it to end on but, a certain day. But um, it's at 8, uh, 9 a.m., 8 p.m., and then 10 p.m. What? That, that's the three games per day. That's how it's going to be laid out. Why? I, that's how it is. Okay, that's, that makes no sense to me. See, I think that we should that they should follow the the foot, like the NFL format where they have a they have a game at one and then a game at four fifteen and then a game at eight at eight thirty. Yeah, that's how the NFL does it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's their plan. Um, I think that's in it for talking about sports and stuff. So, um, one last wrap- one last thing before we leave. For as much as we shit on the on the NHL and think that it's a league that's dying. At least we are not the MLB. Oh, yeah. MLB <laughs> is just fucked. It's done. It's done. They haven't done anything. Every single proposal that happens is canned in two seconds. It, the it's the is, slowest moving. If the, if the NHL moves faster than you, cancel your league. Just it's not it. even a, like, it's not even a negotiation anymore. It, it, it's it, money. Actually, it was never a negotiation. It's always just been one side. So the Players Association presents something. Uh, the MLB just shuts it down. MLB presents something. The Players Association shuts it down. And it's yes. just been going back and forth for like a month, like for the last three months or whatever. Or and if you first, think about it realistically, basketball is going to come back. NHL is going to come back. MLS is going to come back. All of within the same time. Nobody's going to be watching. No one's going to watch your sport. If, if No one's going to miss your sport if it's not there. Yeah, they have. There have been leagues that have less viewerships that somehow, like the NBA, got their shit together relatively quickly, and the NHL and the MLS. And I don't understand what have you been doing for the last two, three and a half months. Of I don't know. They're at the same. They're at the same place they were when quarantine started. Yeah, exactly, and that's like that's how when you know you're uh, you're a dying sport. Yes, or you're that's a dying how you know league. you're a dying sport. And it, so the MLB, I'm convinced, won't come back. And that's so bad for the MLB. One, they're going to lose money. They're going to lose a shitload of fans too. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if, if MLB is not going to come back, there's gonna be, but there's still going to be sports daily. It's like, yeah. okay, now I'll be a soccer fan. Now I'll be a hockey yeah. fan. Yeah, but then, again, that's going to be good for the other sports. because It's going to be other, great for the other sports. I think – and – there is a certain like uh, demographic that only watches uh, baseball, so I I don't know. It's definitely the older demographic. Yeah, we know that. But, but I just think it's I just think it's so. I thought they were going to be the first team to figure it out because the first first league, yeah. The first league, the first league to figure it out, yeah. Because there isn't a lot of contact. There's no contact yeah. with within like physical social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going to be the first team to figure so, it out. Or, so in reality, like they could have just wore masks and they would have been yes. Good. But now and all like, they're just dis- all they're discussing it's a money issue. Yeah, they're just discussing money their money issue. issue. Money and games for some reason. I don't understand the whole like argument over how many games each player plays or each each team, team plays. plays because baseball already has too many games. Yeah. Because if I'm going to be honest, if they shortened their season 10 games to 152 games, I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. Like, they play, like, ev- almost every day, no? They, they do. It's usually a three-game yeah. series and then a day off, and then, like, another three-game series and then a day off. 
but then again, like, like the most, like half, most of the team is just sitting for most of the matches, no? For most of the like, games, yeah. Yeah, it's like they don't really do anything. Because when they're, or, when they're, when their team is batting, everyone else is just in the dugout. Yeah, exactly. For people that say that soccer is a boring sport, watch bass, uh, base. Okay, so. My issue. People with, say hockey's a, uh, hockey's boring. Watch baseball. Watch baseball, but for, uh, for me, because I've I've watched like European soccer, uh, MLS soccer compared to European soccer is trash. It's oh, really? really boring compared to like European soccer. Because the World so, Cup and Euro Cup are one of the I I'm always entertained. I think the matches are yeah absolutely. But like that's world class players. If you watch just like the regular like Bundesliga or uh, English Premier League, compared mm-hmm. to the MLS league, you'll see a complete like a huge difference in just quality of how they play. I, I'm sure because like when I was I was watching I watched all of all the World Cup last year because Croatia because Croatia went, to, went went all the way. Yeah, or almost went all the way. And it, they it, did it was yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Uh, time to wrap up, I guess. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, check out us out on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. And uh, we'll talk to you guys. Or we'll see you next week. Bye.